Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde, Dual World Challenge, Jackal's London, and Hyde's World of Demons. And welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. Guys, obviously we're all familiar with the source material, uh, the, the curious case I think it is of Dr. Jackal Benjamin and Mr. Button, Hyde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did that, when you, you know, like, forget about if you read the book or not, did that scream video game for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, they didn't have video games yet, so they were just waiting. I think it was probably the original intention was to be a video game, but technology wasn't there yet. There's really something about Victorian era allegory that, like, really gets that high score feel to it. I don't know. I, I, I was hoping for one. Is this like is this is this where we start? Like shouldn't we start with the Odyssey? Where's that game? Where's Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> yeah, Romeo and Juliet is a dating sim already, I think. Uh in 1985. The Odyssey is actually the Magnavox Odyssey, the first home console. Uh so technically, I guess that works. Right? I think you're right. Yeah, I think in our next podcast we'll do a chronological exploration of every book released in North America. <laughs> Gonna start with Mall Flanders. Anyway, so obviously because we all agree that the the book needed a video game, it makes sense that if you're going to make a video game on Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, it would essentially boil down to a race to the church to marry Miss Millicent. Um not Maleficent, as I keep wanting to say. Uh <laughs> I think it's Millicent. Um so it's not the uh evil dragon woman from Sleeping Beauty. It's it's a, just a nice normal woman who wants to be married. But that's where you would pick up the plot for this game. You would say, if I'm going to make a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde game, it should be about a race to get married. Uh, do you get married? Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, not in general, like in real life. I mean, like, uh, I couldn't beat the game. So is there like an end screen where you get married? Sean, there's two endings. Okay. So uh, well, I'll save it for a little later. But yes, um, you totally—that is the goal of the game. I guess. I guess you're right. You wouldn't know that if you didn't read like the manual or anything. Like you wouldn't know that you're walking with purpose to get to a church. Um, but look at the way he's walking. Obviously, like not enough stride. purpose. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's definitely purposeful. There's a twist, of course, on your walk to the church because, uh, as Doctor Jekyll, if you are walking to the church and become too stressed, uh, according to your stress meter then Dr. Jekyll will transform into Mr. Hyde and you will find yourself in the demon world. Yeah, I was a little confused about that. Is that I, no, I have not read the book. Is the demon world just the way Mr. Hyde sees the real world? Right, is that just like London on acid? Yeah, like these demons you're attacking are just these people that you're seeing who all deserve to be attacked because all they do is attack you when you're, when you're Dr. Jekyll. It's sort of a meditation on, uh, you know, having a... Uh, a very bad temper um so you know the the man that actually no a man dropping a bomb is already like that's just uncalled for so you you, he deserves to get like punched but um i would say that like yeah when you see a, a bug that flies in your face you might think of it as a brain with legs uh when you have like this weird skin condition called miss uh mr hyde syndrome but I think it's sort of like that. Joe, you mentioned yeah. that everybody uh, in the town, uh, you know, of London, they're just they're just dicks to you. <laughs> the but uh, it's worth mentioning that they just never 
uh, would allow a game like this at a um, you know a tourist agency for London or anything. It's just completely <laughs> misrepresentative. If I had played this game before I ever went to the UK, I would think that uh, London was significantly worse than New Yorkers. You know, I mean, they're as Sean mentioned, they're dropping bombs. They're um, they're shooting you with like a, a, is that a slingshot? Is that what I he think, does? Yeah, those little, little kids are with the slingshot, and then yeah. apparently it's just open carry, open season for everything <laughs> out there. Uh, hunting in the middle of the streets uh it's it's really like they need to get tough on crime in london yeah and they only sh- they only shoot at the birds they're hunting when it's right o- directly over your head so the bird will fall on your head and the cats are like they're fine right like oh just a black cat no big deal until they start bugging out did you notice that like there's something about the cat uh, enemy yeah. specifically that just like he won't hurt you unless he's having a seizure yeah but that that i think is the most true to life Okay, yes, I could I can understand that. Cats are harmless until. Yeah. So yeah, this this game is really just about uh nuisances in city life. And in some ways, okay, we I mean, we we just broke down like so many enemies in the game and stuff like that, but you know, in a game where you are just able to take a stroll, right? Like all these terrible things are happening to you, but you can't really fight back. Um you have a cane, but I couldn't find many uses for it. Uh, you have, you have your speed of walking, which you can't like decide to run. If you see a bomb, um, you have so much chaos going on. It's just no wonder that the stress meter fills up so quickly. Yeah. I, this sort of like blast game where, um, an Amagon where all the enemies just sort of like run at you. Like, yeah, there's some placement, but there's always like at least four or five enemies running around. This is sort of the same level of like clusterfuck where there's always going to be a little boy with the slingshot and uh, every few meters there's going to be a guy dropping a bomb. The cat's going to come. Sometimes you'll get people that just want to run at you and knock you over. It's really, I mean, yeah, it's like the stress meter, the stress meter is there. Cause this is really stressful when you're in like normal London land. Yeah. But in in this game particularly, I feel like the um what you're that element you're talking about where everything's kind of just coming at you is like by design. Like they want it to be to feel to feel like not impossible. But they want it to feel like unfair and stressful. In my opinion, it seems like that like the point is to stress you out. And the problem with a game designed to stress you out is that it stresses you out, <laughs> and <laughs> that's not fun. Okay, but would you? I would make the argument that they didn't intend for this game to be hilarious, and yet I was cracking up while I was playing this game just because of how ridiculous it is. I couldn't bear to laugh when I was this angry at the game. <laughs> I, I, I get why you would think so. If I was watching somebody play this and I didn't particularly like them very much, I would also laugh. See, I have almost the, the, like the reverse of that, Mike, where I thought like halfway through the game, I was like, this game is trying to be funny, but I don't find any <laughs> of it funny. Because I'm so pissed off also. But, like, I thought maybe that, like, I don't know, but I thought maybe that, like, they did have a sense of humor when making this in some in some instances. Oh, they definitely do. Like, it, like you know, like a, a bird pooping on you constantly. Like, that. that's so relatable. Uh, like, <laughs> but um, not when it's, like, there are 15 birds that are trying to poop on you constantly while right. you're also trying to... To, to dodge a uh, a barking dog, but no, I I get that. I just couldn't remove myself from the situation. Okay, I and I, 
and I see what you guys are saying. Like, maybe they were trying to be funny or not. I just, I don't know where I fall with a game like this because, you know, the goal of the game and what the game actually does are are completely um, against each other. If you're supposed to just, like, be able to do anything in this game in any reasonable amount of time before transforming into, uh, you know, Mr. Hyde, like, I, I, I don't see it. I'm constantly being... Dr. Jackal. Okay, now I'm Mr. Hyde. Okay, I finally got back to Dr. Jackal. Now I'm, you know, maybe I make a little more progress. Uh, it's nice the way they set up the Mr. Hyde part. This way you can get back to being Dr. Jackal. But, like, you know, I get the identity crisis theme, right, that the <laughs> book and the game are going for. But it just felt unnatural when I was playing this game. I felt like I was going nowhere. For a guy who was supposed to be at a wedding, I felt like I wasn't going to get anywhere. I So I was able to get some progress as Jekyll just by sort of taking my time and trying not to let too many things like cross my path at once. And that is incredibly difficult. Um, I found that like, you know, you can jump over the cat for sure. If you're going to get hit by the dog at least once. So you can just like, you can tank that. Um, I found that if you crouch in front of a bee, like I, I don't know, like you eat the bee or something, and it just goes away, and it doesn't do any do any damage. Um, so like I was able to get to the second screen, and that's when I always would turn. Like that, that's the farthest I've been able to go without turning into Mister Hyde. Um, so I could make progress, but I always like just died eventually. So I never beat the game. Yeah, I also but, didn't yeah. beat the game. But did you? You you're saying you died as Mister Hyde, or did you get back to Jekyll ever? I, I have been able to get back to Jekyll, but I always would die, like, for real this time as Hyde. Gotcha. So, in Jekyll's version of the of the game, you know, you are just, uh, you're going left to right, and you're trying to walk and avoid all the obstacles. But if your stress meter does fill up, you go into Hyde's Demon World, which is a mirrored version, so now you're going um, uh, right to left. And for some reason, they've decided now it's going to be like an auto-scroller where you must go forward. And, you know, maybe that's just part of the trance that uh, Mr. Hyde is in. That's how but, I kind of read it, yeah. Yeah, but now, like, there's, you know, now there's, like, actual enemies, not just people. And you have uh, what's called the Psycho Wave, um, <laughs> an ability that I'm not sure was ever in the book. But, like, you can attack enemies with the Psycho Wave and... <laughs> It's actually such a big selling point that they put it on the very front cover of the box. Yeah, you can you have a you have a projectile weapon. We should, we got to put that in the front of the game. <laughs> Just something about that's funny. But so as Mr. Hyde, you kill all the monsters and um I think once you get to the spot equivalent to where Dr. Jekyll reached um that's when you uh that's why that's like that's the end point like you will you will be killed right so you have to you have to abate your anger before you get to the to the part in the game where you were reached as dr jekyll yeah that's sort of how like if you got i don't know like however many steps forward as jekyll if you get to that many steps forward as hyde game's over which would make sense why they did the auto scrolling thing yeah what that's one thing I wasn't clear on at first either. I didn't really know that I that I, that I was walking back to my death and that I would die as uh, um as Mister Hyde if I reached the point of Doctor Jekyll. I thought that you would 
that you start at the same point and start walking backwards undoing your progress, which I thought would have been kind of interesting. I, I don't I don't really understand why. I mean, I guess we don't need like a plot reason, but I just thought it was weird. Like, why does he do, is that something from the book if he goes well, to the same place? <laughs> <no>. that, <laughs> okay, so there are two ways to read this. I don't really know which one's correct, but I think they both make sense in different ways. Uh, the first one is you're literally walking back to your house or your your lab or whatever, and I think that's a that's like that's gamey, but it makes sense as like you just you know you sh- if you get back there you've lost all of your progress, so you're dead. You may as well start over anyway. Um, and the other one that makes sort of a bit more like narrative sense, if you can call it that, is like you would make it to your wedding as Mister Hyde. And that would be messy. So that's also kind of a lose condition. So uh, maybe that's a way to look at it. But from from what I understand is that you start as Doctor Hyde at the end of the level and walk. It's Doctor Jekyll. I'm sorry, Mister Hyde. You start as Mister. Once you change into Mister Hyde, you start at the end of the level and walk back towards the beginning of the level. Correct. I'm not sure. Uh, I. I, I can't say if it's the actual, like, end of the level or because not. Because the games, um, I mean, sorry, the, the backgrounds look so different that I, I wouldn't say one way or the other. Gotcha. Okay, I don't know why I, I thought that, but I thought that didn't make any sense because you would be, you should be in the same place. I thought that the background of where I was looking so different was because I was in a different place. So I was like, why am I in a new spot? The whole point is that he transforms no, I, into... I would say that it's because you have a different mental perspective. condition. Yeah. That makes sense. And let's talk about here, you know, Jackal's world, you know, oddly just, you know, is even though they're referring to it as London, feels kind of like its own version of a demon world, right? Oh, yeah. And and there's the gameplay of that, and then there's the gameplay of Mr. Hyde. And obviously, like, the objective here is to advance as far as possible as Dr. Jackal, possibly even the whole stage. And then you want, you know, if you have to become Mr. Hyde because of your stress meter or whatever... Then you want to transform back as soon as possible. So the game is actually saying, like, try to be Mr. Hyde for as little as possible. And that makes sense, again, thematically with everything that I know about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. But did you enjoy Mr. Hyde's world more than Dr. Jekyll's? Uh, You know, just curious about, like, which actual gameplay you preferred. I I mean, mean, no question. The the actual sort of, uh, like, auto-scroller part is a more entertaining and less annoying gameplay um and it's hard to sort of remove that from like your mind while you're playing like oh i guess i don't want to at least enjoy the moment to moment i i want to be in this uh this land of of nuisances uh so i i get what you're saying that it, it's sort of it, it's not what you would expect from like what the what the player should want <laughs> yeah I mean, I yeah, I, I completely agree uh, that yeah, it is more fun to play as uh, as Mr. Hyde. Although I'll say that it's only more fun to play as Mr. Hyde because of how terrible it is to play as Doctor Jekyll. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's fun to play as Mr. Hyde. I would rather have my teeth cleaned than a tooth pulled. There you go. Yeah, exactly. You know what's that movie um, where it like it starts in a traffic jam and the guy gets out of his car and it's just like it gets worse and worse as things go on. And then um, I, th- I think the ending is actually like very bleak. But does anyone remember um, that movie? Okay, like a bad, like the bad day movie, like like Training Day. <laughs> um, 
Training day is a good guess. Uh, definitely not what I was thinking. No, it's like <laughs> it's just like a normal uh, white collar, you know, guy. Um, but um, I th- I'm gonna look it up. At I think it's it's falling down. Falling down is the movie. And uh, the reason why I bring that up in this particular episode is because that's how I feel like Doctor Jekyll's day is going. You know, like it's such a great day for him. He's about to get married and everything. But the actual game. Everyone and everything is working against you. There's never a good moment. Um, and I, I'm surprised that there's no, like, Castlevania 2 element to this where you can, like, talk to townspeople and they can be, like, you know, give some world building and be like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like, what's in the air today? Or, like, you know, like it just seems strange that everyone in this game says, I'm going to, you know, like, F up this guy's shit today. Like, I'm really going to mess with him. You know, knowing that he's like fully dressed in a, you know, in a nice suit and everything and birds are pooping on him and he's getting bombs dropped on him. The bombs. It's crazy, guys. Yeah, like the Jekyll parts of this game feel like to me what really entitled people must like, like how they describe their day. Like, like, (laughs) oh, everybody was out to get me and nothing could possibly go right. It's like this finally coming to fruition. That, that that's sort of how I was how I was interpreting it. I bet a lot of those people played this game as kids, and that's why they're <laughs> like that now. Um, yeah, it even gets to the point where, I, like, in like I thought I was like far in the game, but I'm like watching a video of it now. I think I was like not even halfway through, or maybe a little bit over halfway through. But it's like the third or fourth screen. It just people just compound on you. Like, there's just no. There's no way out. There's no gaps between the the people. Not even the other. Not even the dogs or the bombs or the birds or whatever. Just people. Just charging from left and right. Just all over the place. There's nothing you can do. It's it's kind of absurd. And that's what I really think ha- happens here. I, I mean, I know we're not getting like too deep into gameplay or anything, but it's because I'm still shocked by the absurdity of the game. Like the fact that you could have bought this and plugged this into your NES and played it and. I don't think anybody was guessing this is what a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde game was going to be. Am I wrong? Like, did you guys actually think this was going to be the game? No, not at all. But I'll, I'll say that it, I, I say, I feel like I say this about a lot of games that I, that I don't like, but like, it's an interesting way to make a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde game where Mr. Hyde has a different sort of goal, quote unquote, or it's like, is undoing progress or is hurting your progress like that in theory that makes sense that you would want for a game like this where there's like it's about like the dichotomy of your two personalities to have something like that it's just it just doesn't work yeah like i i think back to uh vampire the masquerade like if you don't get enough blood or something along those lines you'll go into a frenzy and like a whole thing about the game is you're trying to uphold the masquerade and, like, not let people know that vampires exist. And when you frenzy, like, you lose all input and you and you go mess up people's day and murder people. And, like, it's supposed to be, like, a thing you don't want to happen. Um, but uh, it, that sort of, like, counters itself because there's a lot of other things going on in the game. Uh, whereas uh, th- this is, like, it's definitely a, a huge part of the game but the, the the gameplay loop is just so ludicrous. Uh, it, it's hard to get on board. Yeah, and I, th- I think I understand what you're saying, Joe. Like, there's no doubt this is an interesting game. Like, we haven't played one like this, and 
you know, a lot of times we say like, you know, well, if they fix some of the execution, like maybe maybe it would be a great game. I I don't know here. I don't know if this is. It's just there's so much going against it in terms of like the frustrating amounts of things that happen to you and um, you know, the, just being in Jekyll's London, like just just that experience is just not not very fun, and it's so it's so like not of the times like like of when i look at the games that we've been playing in 1989 and before that this just this just doesn't come off as like something kids would would want to play and something that would be fun like it just feels like it's completely in the wrong market uh it just it feels like such an oddity and so i appreciate all that stuff like it's like what's weird what they you know like oh this is this could be a way to make like an incredible hulk game if that makes sense you know like (laughs) Take the same exact game. Why did you choose Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Like, <laughs> yeah. this could have been a great game where, like, you're Bruce Banner doing, trying to, like, solve. But get that to a also science. sounds like not a way that you would make a Hulk, like, a Hulk game where you're, right. you're, you want to be Banner the whole time. Well, right. And, that would right. be Amagon. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Incredible Hulk game would be, like, Amagon from last yeah. week. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know what the solution is here. They did lay down like an interesting idea for a game. I'm just not, I'm not down with it. It's kind of like that time that Ghostbusters was turned into like a an economic you're part simulator. Of the, yeah, you're part of the Ghostbusters franchise and you got to manage your money and stuff. Like that was bizarre. So, um that's what this <laughs> is. It's just a very bizarre game. I don't really know how to judge it. <laughs> well, before we judge it, we have to take it, everything into account. We never mentioned uh, the bribery system. Would you like to talk about it? Yeah, I never I I, I never really fully understood how it worked, but apparently you can pay people to stop being assholes uh, with money that you find as Mr. Hyde, which I imagine in like in the real world, you're actually just mugging these people for their money. Um, and uh, that that's and then of, giving it back to them, though, like it it back to, them to make them stop singing so terribly. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just wanted to make sure that we at least touched upon that before we fully Oh, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't jumping to the essential games list yet because I also wanted to talk about the cane. Uh, is that does that really do anything? I couldn't find a use for it. Yeah, I assume that you have to hit someone a, a million times, more than sixteen times, like last week, uh, to to kill anyone because I never killed anything with that cane. And yeah, so the- that's like another part of the absurdity, though, right? Like you get the button does something, and it it doesn't seem like it's doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, the well, only even... time that I could interact with an obstacle or enemy was when I ate the the fly or the bee. Like that that's the only thing <laughs> that I could do. You ate it? It, it just... sounds like that was just like a glitch in your game. <laughs> Every single time I I crouched in front of a bug, it like gave me a little boop and then it went away. <laughs> wow, I missed that. I don't know what that was about, but that was the only way to interact <laughs> with any of these enemies. Yeah, well, even when you're Mr. Hyde and you interact, you're you have like a fire flower type thing, but instead of like bouncing off the ground, it like sometimes it'll go below the hitbox of the ground. Well, that's good. It like dips down and then it like comes back up around and like hits things from behind or something. But you have no control over it, so you only hit things like once in a while, or if they're like directly in front of you. Yeah, that's like it didn't even too. do the yeah, like the, the path is wild. Yeah, yeah, it didn't even do the like you feel so overpowered as Mr. Hyde or anything because you actually feel, you know, a little more useful, but you still still feel kind of helpless compared to most games. So is the reputation of this game fair? 
you know, I I look to again the angry video game nerd who did like I think this was his second episode, and um, you know, I think it's a forty eight second video where he just shows how quickly you can die in the game, <laughs> and a lot of people have just said like you know oh now now that I've seen that video or now that I played it afterwards like. This is one of the worst games of all time. And there's even an entry for it in a Wikipedia article on list of worst games of all time. So is that fair? Uh, did it earn that? Is, is that exaggerated a bit? What do you think, Joe? I think it depends on what, what, how big your list is. Definitely think that we've played plenty of games that are worse than this just on the NES alone. So if I were to put this in, like if it was just like chunks of like, of like how you know if we we're rating it out of ten, this would definitely be down there with the ones and zeros for me. But if I were actually ranking them on like a spectrum, I think there's plenty that are worse than this game. I, I'd say that I'd keep this like in that list of worst games of all time. But the that video uh, does overstate how bad it is. Like I, uh, I guess like one of the worst games of all time that has a reputation because yeah, there are. There are a ton of terrible games, and this one's almost unplayable. But at least it's it it's so it's one of those so bad that it's interesting. I'm not not so bad that it's good, but so bad that it's interesting because it has such a weird and wacky way of going about its terribleness. Um, so yeah, a little exaggerated in that video, but still plenty bad. Yeah, I think that's how I feel too. Sean is like you know so bad that it actually makes it interesting because the real like 99% of the actual bad games that have ever been created are like flash games that nobody remembers anymore yeah. you know like that's the and like do those even count like probably not if you only you should probably only count official releases and stuff like that but even yeah. then still like there are games that are just like the game is Super Mario Brothers, but we made it worse in every way possible, right? And those are, like, the actual bad like games. Like the shovelware, yeah. Right, they didn't do anything to change it, and they actually made it worse than the games they were trying to rip off. This is at least, as we've been saying, it's absurd enough to for me to say, like, I'm not upset that I spent some time playing this game. Like, <laughs> it was an interesting experience to uh, to include this in the list of video games I've ever played. <laughs> Absolutely. Sean, you were asking about the ending um, for the game, if he gets married or not. There are two <laughs> endings. So if you get to the church as Dr. Jekyll, then you have gotten the bad ending, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. The ba- that's the bad ending because you just you made the game too easy. And therefore, when you get to the church, you just see the end. And that's it. No cutscene or anything. You don't get to see if the wedding happened or not. You just get the end, and you have to reset your NES. Wow. However, okay. if you can get to the church, or close enough to the church, and then get your stress meter built up before getting to the end, that will allow you to transform into Mr. Hyde. And this is the only level, because it's the final level, where you won't have to worry about... um you know, reaching the same point as where you were with Dr. Jekyll because now the bolt of lightning that kills you is no longer there. And so when you get to the church, there's a big boss fight with, like, a floating head, and I can't really tell what that floating head is supposed to represent, but it, it's like a demon. So I guess that's all, the whole, like, demon world thing. But it takes, a, it takes so many shots of your psycho wave to kill this thing, and like Joe was mentioning... Because of the unpredictability of that psycho wave, 
and the fact that the floating head like vanishes from screen and reappears. Even some of like the fastest YouTube videos I've seen takes these guys a while to kill the the floating head. But if you manage to do that, you will actually get to see the marriage of um of Dr. Jekyll and Miss Millicent. So at least at least you get that. I think it is a little strange though that you have to like fill up your stress meter on the final level like you were supposed yeah. to know that. So you you can't you can't win this game like you can't go and actually like get to the um the church not being Mr. Hyde. You have to be Mr. Hyde um to get to get the cutscene because Sean, you have to face your demons. Oh, yes, I see. Everybody has to do that before they get married. It's like part of the counseling stage. You have to face your demons. <laughs> Joe, any thoughts on the ending? I mean, it's again, it's like interesting and unique. I don't think it's a necessarily um, something that makes a good video game. I, I think, yeah, I think they were just off the mark. In the sequels and spinoffs section here, uh, the only thing I have is a video game from 2001 called Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, it was only available on Windows. And uh, the only thing to note here is that on Wikipedia, they don't really tell you what the game is or anything like that, but they say it was praised for its sound effects. And I, I thought that was funny. <laughs> it's like really? they're looking like for something it? to praise them about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but, but who? Like, was it anyone I, notable? What sound effect? Like, what? Everything's a beep and a boop. I mean, when was this? What year was this? 2001. So, okay, you know, so... not beeps and boops anymore. Oh, I'm but, sorry. I yeah. completely I completely blanked. I was like, that this game that we've just played? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe if <laughs> it was a little funny. earlier, if it was like, Right around the time that, you know, I don't even know what year it would be, but when when we're hearing sound effects that are like that weird muffled, like it's like an actual recording, but it's like really compressed. And then maybe these people figured out how to like make it sound nicer or something. But 2001, I mean, at that point, it's just sounds. <laughs> and I think it's also worth uh, remembering that Dr. Jekyll was a um, pretty important character in the Dark Universe, the fair, failed um, Universal Studios, uh, <laughs> you know, the mummy, Dracula, <laughs> Dr. Jekyll. Mr. Russell Crowe was playing Dr. Jekyll in, um, in the mummy movie uh, with Tom Cruise. Well, who, and, played, uh, uh, who played Dr. Jekyll in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Oh, that's a good question. Um, hmm. Not showing up right here, but let's get an answer because why not? That would be more interesting. Although Russell Crowe probably could have done a good job for what it's worth. I think I think so. Jason because... Fleming. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Oh yeah. I I, I vaguely remember this. <laughs> Where's the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen video game? I I, I want to see that. If it's as I good as the movie. As well. It's the just end. a race That's to the, the church again, but now as all of the um as all of the extraordinary gentlemen, <laughs> I think we've we've exhausted um, our thoughts here. So we will give our final thoughts in a little thing we like to call the essential games list. Joe, your closing thoughts and arguments on <laughs> Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. So earlier I said how a lot of times we talk about games that have that have interesting elements, but they don't pull them off properly, uh, and they're like they could be good games. I want to be clear. I don't think that this necessarily would be a good game, even if they pulled it off properly. If they, if they, like, I think it's interesting that they that they thought of this and they they worked it this way. But I just think it's a it's not a good translation into a video game. So uh, I'm gonna say no, not essential. Sean, 
Yeah, I mean, we've already talked about really just how bad this game is. Um, it, it was bad in, in fun ways, but still bad, and I don't think that that fits the bill for an, an essential game. All right, look, I'm not going to hide from it. This game is absurd, and it is um, really funny for me. I don't know, something about like the first time you see... And and I'm sorry that you know if you haven't played the game yet and now you're listening to the podcast. The first time a guy just walks in front of you, drops a bomb, and then runs <laughs> away, and then you can't do anything about it. Like you have to just walk at the same slow pace away. Like the first time that happens, that's when I knew I was gonna play this game for an additional like forty minutes. Like I was like, okay, <laughs> now I'm sold. Like I can yeah. I can test how far I can go. So no, it's not essential. I'm not going to say you should play it, but come on. You, you've Aren't heard you the curious? Reputation. Right. Aren't you a little curious? I think, I think everybody can find out what Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is all about in 10 minutes. <laughs> so uh, it goes on our um, fastest games to play list. Joe? Yes? Are you there? I'm next here. Week, next week, Fist of the North Star. that mean anything to you? Uh, I think it means that the star you'll be fighting the stars it's a shmup very good yeah the most important star sean the week after that the guardian legend does that mean anything to you um like the chronicles of riddick there you go and the week after that we have the legacy of the wizard which i can only imagine is the story of the only wizard that ever existed so that was a little taste of the next three games, we'll try this out some more in the future. But that's what you have to look forward to. Three games, Fist of the North Star, The Guardian Legend, Legacy of the Wizard. We know nothing about them, but there's a good chance you guys already know something about them. So if you don't, definitely try to get a hold of these games somehow and play them. If you do know, let us know on uh, Twitter any uh, like you know tips and tricks. I like when people tell us you know what they think of the games beforehand. Gives me a better idea of the. Uh, you know, the times, what what people who have played these games, the vets, what they think. So next week we'll be playing Fist of the North Star. Let us know at NostalgiaCast on Twitter. I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me at Esposito Film on Twitter, and I'll talk to you soon.